BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. everybody you are listening to barely filtered with Kristen and aurora and today we have a new friend of mine and special guest her name is jordan so jordan has an interesting story she is an ex-classical pianist i guess you're never an ex-classical pianist <laughs> but she's a classical pianist turned digital life and style content creator turned mindset manifestation coach. Jordan has lived many lives, evidently, but currently she describes her life as magical and deeply rooted in her own power and purpose. Her current work and greatest joy is helping others create the same in their own lives, which she does through her online content, her podcast, The Magical Human Experience, and one-on-one coaching. She has so much to share, and I'm so excited to talk to you today. I'm so excited to be here. So where do we begin? I know, there's you so guys... much. It's like, where do we start? <laughs> How so, did you guys meet? Because I, I think that's kind of funny. So we're both content creators, obviously. And in the LA world, there's so many amazing brands you get to work with. One of the brands we were both working with was Sculpt, which is like basically radio frequency and muscle contraction machines that help women from postpartum to, you know, just getting your body back or just strengthening your body in general. Anyways, and it works. It works. Way. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. Both, we were amazing. doing a session and she was right next to me and we started talking and it was just so bizarre because our lives are kind of parallel, like very different, but sort of parallel. Like I was like, yeah, I was living with my ex. And she was like, I was living with my ex. And I'm like, wow. Can you guys <laughs> talk about that? Because I've, I mean, obviously I know Aurora's story, but then to hear someone else doing the mm-hmm. exact same thing, like, is this the new normal? Are you hearing more people Like living this? with their ex? Well, your story is different. You were she was yeah. married before too, then divorced. I'll let yeah. you speak yeah, to it. Tell yeah, us about your it. relationship, your <laughs> relationship <history>. journey in <laughs> the last like few years. Oh God, it's been a journey. Yeah. So I got married very young at 24. I was raised very religious and I wasn't really allowed to move out until I was married. A lot of disempowerment for females in that kind of culture that I was in. So I was married. That's when I started blogging and stopped doing piano. And I started to meet people and realize, like, wait, this is kind of crazy. There was a lot of things like there was no alcohol, no dancing. It's very conservative. And I, like, started to wake up and be like, I actually don't agree with a lot of this stuff. And so I eventually was like, this isn't working. And we had, he moved us to New York City where he knew I wanted to be to kind of try to save the relationship. But of course, it only made it fall apart because I was more empowered. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Making new friends. Quick question. What religion or Mm -hmm. what was this? Fundamental Baptist. What is that? 
I guess because I don't yeah. know. I don't know if anyone else knows. What is what are like the belief systems? You mentioned no sure. dancing. So I'm like, yeah. whoa, what's this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I guess, like a very conservative sect of Christianity. Okay. Very extreme. You know, grew up being told homosexuality was wrong and like all this stuff. And basically their way is the only way. If you don't believe this, then you're wrong. So like the Bible word for word. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Literal interpretation. The Bible word for word, but as also twisted by man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible word for word actually yeah. didn't mean anything but love. But yeah. Yes. I'll go into that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have sex or even, I didn't even kiss the guy until I was engaged. And then I didn't have wow. sex until I was married. Yeah. <gasps> See, that's yeah. why it didn't work. You had, when you first have sex, you were like, damn it, if we had just done this on like the third day, yeah, I would have yes. known. <laughs> known. Oh, I have so much to say on so that. He, so he was from your hometown and then you guys moved together to New York. Yes. We okay. met, we went in Philly at church. And then I had been starting at, about two years into the marriage. I started going up for partnerships and events in New York like twice a week. And he knew I wanted to be there. So he, I was actually supporting us financially because he was getting his PhD. Oh, wow. So he quit his PhD, took a job in New York without actually like us talking about it. I was like, let's think about this. And he just like took the job and was like, we're going to New York thinking I would be like, oh my God, I love you. Like it's going to work out. And it it just, yeah, made it worse because I was more in my power. I was more just like breaking free of this. It was a culture. Like I was taught that like I was always under my father's authority and then it was going to transfer to my husband. And Mm -hmm. he was very controlling. I had to like listen and obey and submit. And so me being who I am, which is very wild, very fun, very like hard to put a leash on in New York, meeting all these awesome women, having my career blow up, making all kinds of money. Like, of course, went the opposite way. Wow. Wow. And that's so interesting, too, because I feel like the digital creator, dun, 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 I mean, like, influencer, you know, that's such... It's kind of like the rebellious career that that, that people (laughs) take. Because especially in a a small town like you lived, Mm -hmm. that's opening the doors for all sorts of criticism. I mean, just... I I lived in a pretty liberal town. My parents are pretty open-minded and even me changing my career into a content creator there was so much backlash so much just judginess and so you obviously were you prepared for that did you know that was coming oh hell no this is why I I love what I'm doing now with coaching because the influencer stuff was fun and fulfilling but for me helping women step into their power like that's the most fulfilling thing ever and so I have programs for women who want to be creators or are new creators but I, because I had to go through this, like I was made fun of, I like people would look sideways at me. I would hear all the time from my mom, like, oh, so-and-so was saying like, oh, why is she posting about herself all the time? It's, she must be really vain and like yes. all kinds yes. of stuff, which I yes. just yes. internalized. I think we you know what somebody that. said, and this was a friend of mine that is actually, she's actually a life coach, spiritual gu- like mm-hmm. guide and a good friend of mine. And one day she was like, I was like, oh, I have so much work to do today. And she's like, what do you mean? Like taking pictures of yourself? And I was like, you're supposed to be such an evolved person. But just the judginess that comes out of people who don't understand. It's like, yes, a lot of it does entail like taking pictures of yourself if you're, you know, pushing a product or showing something that you're wearing. But especially if you look at your like if you go to your Instagram, which Mm -hmm. is. What's your Instagram? Jordan Laurel. Jordan Laurel. If you go there, you'll see like she is the, your content is just so artistically curated, you know? So like you can tell that this is something that comes naturally to you. Like even the way the color scheme is and like you have an artistic eye. I mean, as a pianist, I'm sure maybe that's just all, all ties together somehow. But did you know that you were, that you were an artist? Like, I know you knew you were a musician, but did you Mm -hmm. always knew that you needed this outlet? 
It's so funny. I I really believe that we are, our desires are safe guidance and we are wired the way we are meant to be. And it's so funny because I was fighting who I was my whole life. I was an entrepreneur. I was a creative. I was a free spirit my whole life. And I was like contained and kind of pushed not to be. But I had my own jewelry making business at 16 where I was like designing and handmaking jewelry, selling it at craft shows and on Etsy. I also was like t- doing photography competitions. I was drawing. I had like a whole sketchbook of fashion designs. I thought I wanted to be a fashion designer with like, you know, all the different, like I had different lines for each season. <laughs> wow. Um, oh like I was gosh. always so into aesthetics. Yeah. I, like was, I love it. Was there any shame from your family that you were going this non-conventional route? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I was told basically I was not allowed to pursue fashion. So I had between... I'd done music my whole life, or I was very interested in law and debate. So those were kind of my options. But I had a few Christian schools I could select from to go to college. And then it was it had to be like an an area that I was obviously interested in, but it was also like it needed to be smart. And yeah, so you're now you're going down this influencer path, content creation, moving to New York City. I mean, with your husband, was there was there a (laughs) culture shock? (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. Being grown like growing up, not even having kiss a guy till you're married. I mean, there has to be so much shock going to New York City of all places. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that like? I mean, for me, it was a lot of internal conflict that I had to face because I had been told my whole life this stuff was wrong. And even though I like always pushed back because it didn't make sense to me, like from a like even just a a logic level, some of it, I still had so much fear and shame because Mm -hmm. that's what it's based off of. You know, it's fear and shame to keep people controlled and disempowered. So it was a lot of fighting against that. And also just I had so much to learn just and I'm so grateful for everything I went through, as well as like even going back to what you were saying about like being a creator. I had to learn how to negotiate, how to pitch myself, how to network at events, like how to edit photo and video. Like there was so right. much stuff. There's that you, so much that goes into so it. People do not give enough credit. Contract yeah. negotiation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot. Reading a contract. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exclusivity. Or don't. Just yeah. sign yeah. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Learned that lesson yeah. the hard way. Yeah. Okay, so you're in New York yeah. and then... Are you happy in your marriage at this point? Oh, no. I, I, <laughs> I knew about six months in that I wasn't in love with him. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, oh, shit, what did I do? And then I, I tried to talk to him about it quite a few times. And finally, like by two years in, I was like, I don't feel physically attracted to you. I don't have feelings for you. Like, I don't see how this is going to work out. So you really and, spelled it out for him. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I, felt, I felt so bad. I'm not into so, you. Yeah. 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 But sometimes you have to. No, because yeah. divorce wasn't an option in your culture, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he was hell bent on us working through it. And like, no, we're going to fix it. No, we're going to work through it. Was which, he raised the same way as you? Interestingly, no, but he became a Christian in college. So okay. a couple of years before we ended up getting married. So you were married how long before... The D word happened. Five years almost. Oh my. So you stuck and in that's it. that's divorced, yeah. not dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish she was drowning in it. Yeah. Five years. Did you see yeah. the article? It's like, we waited five years for sex. Every time we got horny, we just ate a raw potato. What? Did you read that? That was like an act. Anyway, that I does digress. not work. No, she's like, I've tried it. It doesn't work. Well, have tried you it heard, all through high school. Have you heard, because I have to insert this, and I forgot to ask our favorite Mormon friend about this, but the Mormons do something called, I think it's called bumping. And basically they insert the, or parking something, they they park, they put their. Wait, did you watch Jury Duty? No, they put that's what they, they do. Have, <laughs> yeah, they put it. They put it soaking, soaking. It's oh, called soaking. Yeah, someone else yeah. jumps on the bed to make the movement. Oh, yeah, they put it in, but they just stay there. 
uh, they put their penis inside the girl, but it, it, there's no like in, there's no movement. Who writes these these what? rules? They do it at BYU. And Tyler Asman, who played at BYU, which is a Mormon school in Utah, and he's like, yeah, people do it. It's called soaking, I think. Yeah. Anyway, how is that satisfying? I don't know. It's like I they feel just, like that's just, torment. Yeah, that's yeah, even worse. Torture. Yeah. <laughs> So, and she's like, oh, I have an itch. But it doesn't count because there is no like back and forth grinding, it, it if you will. Count. It doesn't the Bible count. Says, yes. Yeah. Oh so. my God. Okay, you okay. guys, I'm sorry. We're sorry. just all over the place. <laughs> you know who's kind of a hot mess? Literally everyone. I mean, listen to my voice right now, okay? Perfection is an illusion. I think we can all agree on that. So let's give up this idea of perfection. Stop looking at social media and pretend that everyone's perfect. So rather than striving for perfection, we do at least need to try our best. Am I right? So I've really been leaning into my health and wellness lately. And that's something I do love about social media and podcasts is that we can learn so much about health and wellness. And that's why I want to tell you about Ritual. Ritual multivitamins are 100% made traceable to high quality key ingredients in clean bioavailable form. So you can trust what you're putting into your body. They're non-GMO, project verified, gluten and major allergen free, and vegan. So I started taking Ritual when I was pregnant with Nala. I love them so much that I still take their multivitamin today. I love the citrusy taste. I love how clean they are. And they really just make taking your multis every day enjoyable. So instead of striving for perfect health, aim for supporting foundational health. Great news. Ritual is offering our listeners 30% off during your first month. 30% off. So just visit ritual.com slash barely filtered to start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus or prenatal to your subscription today. Visit ritual.com slash barely filtered. That's ritual.com slash barely filtered for 30% off during your first month. Enjoy. Hi, friends. I'm Cameron Rogers, host of Freckles Beauty and Friends podcast, which is now on Dear Media. Are you wondering what just happened to your life after having a baby or struggling with your mental health during postpartum? That was me just a few months ago. Are you working on healing your relationship with yourself, your body, and or food? Same. We are all on a journey to self-love and acceptance, and I am right there with you. That's what Freckled Foodie and Friends is all about, reminding you that no matter what, you are not alone. Make sure to tune in for season five, launching with Dear Media on November 9th, and subscribe to listen to new episodes every Wednesday morning. Okay, so this is this is fun. <laughs> I feel like we're watching like the the story of your life. Yes. So you show up in New York, you tell him that you're just mm-hmm. not that into him. You have all these brand deals. What happens next? So, okay, so New York happened almost, it happened end of 20 or summer of 2019, we moved to New York. And so that was about four and a half years in. And the the move was the last ditch to like save everything. So then I'm in New York and I go, I finally, I wasn't allowed to travel without him. So I had to turn down, like I was supposed to go to Australia with a wine brand. Like I wasn't allowed to do trips without him. Who made these rules? I love the word allowed yeah. as a grown ass oh, woman. Oh yeah, I did not yeah. sit well with me. <laughs> Why, so when you're in it, are you thinking like I'm being a daughter of Christ? I'm serving mm-hmm. my husband. I'm doing the right thing. Or were you starting to get questions like allowed? Like that's weird. Like mm-hmm. I need some independence. When did you start to feel like you needed some independence? That this wasn't nor- normal. Probably a year or two into it. Because mm-hmm. I was so used to yeah. being controlled. Like, we recreate, you know, the patterns that of we were course. used to from how we were raised. And so I was so used to it. But then a year or two in, I'm kind of spreading my wings. I'm kind of like, why do I have to do what he tells me to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't fair. I'm, yeah. I also was kind of like, 
a lot of what he's telling me to do doesn't make sense. Right, I, and I'm paying the bills. Yeah. Well, that, that, I think, started to contribute as well. About two to three years into the marriage, I started to be paying the bills when he went to school. Right. So it's like, okay, then then if your role is to be like the provider and the rule maker and all the things, it's like, then why am I doing your job? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. And I'm I'm an Aries. Me too. Yeah. We talked oh, yeah, about we this talked yesterday. About it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't do well with being told what to do. Even with wow. brands, when I work with brands, like I have to really be, I have my artistic vision. Of like I don't like being told what to do. And so. Interesting. So when did my, it come to a head where you're like, this is, this is the end of the road. When did, mm-hmm. when did that happen? So, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm totally sidetracking. So that fall, I finally was like, fuck it. I'm going on this trip for, I'm going to Italy and then Paris Fashion Week with two of my girlfriends who were also creators. And we went and I'm bawling my eyes out to them. And I met up with another friend in Paris for Fashion Week. And I'm just realizing how all of my friends who are in love and even some of them married with kids, like this is not normal what I was in. Like this was not love. This was not healthy. And I was just like, we both deserve better than this. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was trying to get him to see at the end. Like, don't you want to be with somebody who wants to be with you, who loves you, who's attracted to you? Like, you're a great guy. You deserve that. Like he meant well for all of it. And so finally, when I got back from that, I went to Art Basel and was going out with one of the same friends from Italy. And I was like meeting guys. And I was like, oh, my God, I can have feelings for guys. Like, it's not just me, you know, because there was still a lot of guilt and shame. And yeah. like, is this me? Am I a problem? Because I'd been told like me, I was always wild. I was always, you know, just, you know, not great at submitting and stuff. So I still had that in the back of my head. Is this me? And then I was like, no, this is not me. This is something that I don't agree with is not aligned with me. And I went out. So we pretended to do Christmas together. It was actually a very traumatic holiday season. We pretended we were going to pretend with our families to get through the holidays to let everybody enjoy themselves and then tell them after that we were separated while still living in New York City. And we were really late coming from his mom's place because she kind of tended to like dominate things a lot. And we were supposed to go to my place and visit my grandma in the hospital who had just had knee replacement surgery. And we get to my parents' house really late. And we find out that my grandma passed away. (sighs) And so we miss seeing her. And my dad like broke down. And then he was like, what is going on with you two? Like, I know you're not okay. And we were like, we split up. And so it was just very, it was just a very traumatic like situation for my family and I like, because that was so devastating to them. And then my dad's mom passing. And so it was really, it was really rough. But I went back to New York and then about three months later, COVID was starting to like bubble up. And he went back to his family in York, Pennsylvania. And I stayed in New York alone through COVID pretty much for the first bit. And then I went home with my family. That was though what catapulted me into like mindset, psychology, mental health, and then eventually manifestation. Cause like I just hit rock bottom. I can't imagine like, like I was pregnant during COVID, but still married and I hadn't made any major changes, but I can't imagine like all of this happened, like Mm -hmm. your life blows up and then like the world shut down shuts and then down. Yeah. in New York in which New is York. like the worst place yeah. to have done COVID yeah, it was, in it New was York not, not a place to be <laughs> wow. and it's like you came to New York for this freedom and then it all got taken away from yeah. you yeah that's a great point I didn't even think about that yeah <laughs> in New York and it's probably like a small and I'm, I'm just assuming here maybe that's mm-hmm. wrong but like it's smaller houses you're in these like big, big buildings it's yeah. gray it's dark and COVID shuts down and somehow, instead of maybe falling into a deep depression, you went the opposite and you started learning about manifestation and how to take control of your life. Talk mm-hmm. to us about that experience. 
Yeah, I mean, I was alone with my cat for about five weeks. (laughs) (laughs) That lady. (laughs) Red flag. (laughs) Totally. I will own it. And I was like, people are okay. Like, I want to be okay inside. I was just riddled with pain and anxiety. And I was like, how, there's got to be a way out of this. And I couldn't run. I couldn't, I, like, between January and, like, March, I was at every event. I was having a blast, living my best life, like, doing the most to escape how I was feeling. And I just didn't have that option anymore. And so I started to journal and I found this church elevation that was love. It was so different from all the churches I was raised with. And I was just like searching and I found and I still believe in journaling as a practice to build a relationship with yourself, which is incredibly empowering. But I just that really helped me. And then I just I poured into psychology stuff, like every therapist account, books, mm-hmm. like just consumed as much as I could, built some practices that really helped me heal. Was this an online church that you were going to or was this in person? Because I know COVID. Yeah, I was I was watching just watching the like live streams. Oh, okay. so talk to us about I want to dig into the manifestation and building a relationship with yourself, because I think that's a huge thing. People are always looking for a shortcut. They want Mm. a quick answer. And I think people forget that it's a it's a long, long journey of healing and then rediscovering. So Tell us about kind of your experience and like tools that helped you, because I think a lot of women especially struggle with that. Yeah. So I journaling was the one Mm -hmm. that really helped me at first because it's, you know, I actually had a friend recently say it's almost like having a, a therapist that you're talking to, but you're talking to the pages and they're like, keep going, keep going. And so just learning how to, because for me, my process of building, how I built emotional availability with myself and emotional resilience was I first have to accept the way I'm feeling. I let myself accept my feelings and feel them because what we resist persists. So I feel it. Yeah. I like that. You don't get anywhere, right? You're fighting yourself. And I really believe we're meant to work with ourselves. Like I'm, I should be my best friend. Why am I not working with myself? And so I accept my feelings. I let myself feel them. And then I express them. I'm a big verbal processor. So sometimes I'll voice note friends. Sometimes I'll voice note like in my notes or voice memo app on the phone. And I'll do a ton of journaling, either typing or writing. I prefer writing. So I get it all out. And then I will do something to kind of move the energy. I'm big into EFT right now, EFT tapping, which is emotional freedom technique. So you tap on the meridian points. So top of your head, forehead, side of your eyes, your cheeks, above your lip, under your lips, your collarbones, under your armpit, and then your side of your hand, like the karate And what are these points called? The meridian points. Okay. And you're stabilizing your nervous system when you're doing this. It's very soothing to the nervous system, which slows down your brain waves and it makes your brain more suggestible. So and then while you're doing that, you express, even though I feel this or I did this or this is happening, I deeply love and forgive and accept myself. So it it just helps you with that acceptance piece. Wow. But then you use cognitive restructuring. You're putting in what you actually want to believe. So even though I'm so anxious that like, I fucked up and, you know, I'm I'm going to just the other shoe's going to drop. I'm going to be punished. My life's going to fall apart, whatever. I deeply love and forgive and accept myself. And I know that I'm a good person and I deserve good things and I am worthy of love and things can get better, actually. And what if they just happen to get better and better and better? And I learn my lessons and I attract better people and opportunities. And I just use that to kind of talk myself into this empowered headspace. But when you do that, especially you're doing that with, you know, your nervous system more regulated, you're able to receive it more and just rewire Mm. quicker. 
and it helps also neutralize triggers. So I will do it a lot of times on something that just happened to me, but oftentimes what caused the pain originally. So for me, with my ex-boyfriend who I'm moving out from living with tomorrow, I was so triggered during our breakup because I have abandonment wounds from like, oh God, my first, the first person I ever dated, we were technically courting at 21. He just all of a sudden decided he didn't love me, any, love me anymore and left. And I think that like scarred me. Like people mm-hmm. can just go. Yeah. They can just stop loving you. And so that stuff was coming up while I was tapping on my most recent ex. And so I was able to kind of neutralize that past trigger and past experience so that now I've been dating. I call it my hot man summer that I just had this summer. (laughs) I got a little bit of the tea on that. Yeah, it's it's been (laughs) wild. I'm so less bothered to the point where it's almost like not even upsetting if somebody's just like bye or ghost or whatever. I'm like, okay, that's okay. I need to do some tapping then. Ghosting is like the most eerie thing to me. Yeah. I do have a question about, I think it's really interesting because in this era of social media, you know, these really tight knit fundamentalist communities, you know, fundamental Christian faith, you see a lot about the Hasidic Jew community Mm -hmm. and the Mormon community. There's a lot of young adults who are making different choices for themselves. And mm-hmm. you you see these documentaries where they're kind of like, you know, leaving what they have realized is, is a disempowering situation. Mm-hmm. It sounds like that's kind of a little bit your story. And mm-hmm. do you feel like there's anything that you take from your fundamental Baptist upbringing that's actually still serving you well today? Mm. Oh, that's such a good question. I think my faith I think I do believe that there is a higher power, whether you would call it the universe or God. I do believe that there is something out there that loves us and supports us. And I think just my deep caring for other people comes from that. I think it was unhealthy because it was like celebrated to be a martyr and put yourself last, which I believe now and know now from positive psychology is self-abandonment and self-neglect. But I, I still am such a giver. And a caring person. I think I think that made me that way. And I think it made me soft and sweet. So I, I'm grateful that I had that kind of care for others that was instilled in me at a young age. Do you feel like when you made the decision to leave your faith that you were cut off from your family and friends? Oh, it's interesting. My best friend and bridesmaid, I shared with her, I think it was like the next day that my ex and I were getting divorced. And she was like, well, you know, God's going to have to judge you and this and that. And Whoa. I was like, this. It's like, wow, you're crazier than I remembered. (laughs) (laughs) I was really sad. I didn't expect that from, you know, when you're going to share something difficult with somebody close to you, you would hope that they would hold you and, you know, love on you and encourage you and like, it's going to be okay. And to get the opposite, I was like, I I can't talk to her. Like, wow. Step into the world of nonstop action on DraftKings Casino. Play the classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots. Plus, enjoy exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. Right now, new customers get a deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. All you have to do is sign up, select the offer, make your deposit, and start playing from a full suite of games. Your way is the only way to play on DraftKings Casino. You play online, on your time, in your space, and within your means. It's safe, secure, and reliable. So you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Download DraftKings Casino app now. Sign up with promo code BARELYFILTERED and new customers get a deposit match up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. 
Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code barely filtered. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus, physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Only per opted in new customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $100 in casino credit, which require one-time playthrough within seven days. See terms in casino.draftking.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. Okay, you guys, you know we are not about gatekeeping here on Barely Filtered, hence the name. We share it all here and we do not gatekeep when it comes to our health and wellness. I want to introduce you guys to this amazing brand called Aventera. So Aventera is a nootropic. If you haven't heard of a nootropic, this is the next big thing, okay? Everything is connected with your gut and with your brain. If you've heard of a gut feeling, that's exactly what it is. Your gut is connected to your brain, and that is exactly what nootropics do. Nootropic supplements support cognitive health, clears brain fog, and supports energy and gut health. As a mom who also has a podcast, has a brand, doing all the things, I'm kind of like a chicken running around with her head cut off. I need that focus and I need that cognitive health. I'm also really hyper aware of my longevity in life, and that includes my brain health. So, nootropics such as Aventera are going to have amazing ingredients that are clinically tested, such as lion's mane, that supports this brain health and healthy brain function. So, I want to tell you guys check this out. So, we have a 30% off discount code for you. So, go to Aventera, use code barely filtered to give Elevate a try. And if you don't love it, they give you your money back. Very super simple. No risk to you. It's worth a shot, right? Go to Aventera. Use code BARELYFILTERED to give Elevate a try. So really take advantage of this and focus on being focused. And we can get so much more shit done. All right? Enjoy. What do you think about you made you go left when she stayed right? You know, like, Mm -hmm. is there something that triggered that? You mean me, like... Like, leading the faith. Yeah. I mean, I just, I felt things didn't resonate with me. Like, why... it was just an internal thing. Yeah, like, why on earth, because somebody identifies, you know, different sexually, are they wrong and not going to heaven? Mm -hmm. Like, that's not love to me. Right. And like, oh, anybody who doesn't accept our religion is going to hell. Well, that's not love. There, It was so much shame and judgment that... And I, it just, something in me was like, this is not right. This can't be true. So interesting that like some people have like less of a capacity to just go along with things that aren't making, that aren't mm-hmm. resonating with you emotionally. It sounds like yeah. you're probably very sensitive and in tune. Yeah. And that's so great that you're able to now extend that to other people. And now tell us a little bit about this new program that you're, mm-hmm. that you've developed. Who do you hope to work with and what do you want to teach? Yeah. So I, I love working with, you know, especially women, 20s and 30s who are not happy with where their life is right now. They want to create different. They want to create better. They want to step into their power. And so that's what my general manifestation programs are for. But I'm really excited because I'm focusing right now on because I've had a lot of just interest in it, helping young creators. So women who want to start being an influencer or a content creator, or they maybe are doing that, but they don't know how to network or how to pitch a brand. And for me, kind of going back to one of your questions earlier about like how it must have been going through being a creator when it wasn't even a thing yet in a small town, I feel like the things that I had to build internally are so much more powerful than the practical. And also what manifestation has done in my life 
has empowered me so much. I, I'm combining the two, the practical along with the energetics. Like, how do you stop caring about what other people think? How do you put yourself out there? And how do you, how do you yes, care? It's so That's much like, easier yeah. said than done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think how, I know how. <laughs> how. How do you stop caring what people think? And how do you manifest, if you can put it into simple terms? Sure. So the not caring about what people think. So most of the reasons why we're not doing what we want to do is because we don't feel safe in the big emotions. It's usually not that we don't know what to do or we don't have the means or the resources at the time. It doesn't feel safe to us emotionally. So how I stopped caring about what people think and EFT tapping was a tool, learning to become emotionally available to myself and handle the difficult emotions and not let them hold me back from doing the things that I know I want to do and are aligned with where I want to go. Manifestation, I feel like the more I step into my power, which learning to be emotionally available to yourself is such a huge part of that, the more I feel like I've stepped into being the creator of my life. And so if I were to summarize my manifestation practice, it's knowing what I want and embodying the person who has it. And that's kind of what my individual steps that I teach are all to support. It's helping you, first of all, get clear and know that what you want is what you want. Because sometimes we think we want marriage. We think we want kids. We think we want, you know, X, Y, Z job or whatever. But what we actually want is something different. We just think we have to go through those things to get them. Being in alignment with yourself, I think, is so important for for that clarity and intention, because I think if you're trying to manifest something that's not in alignment with who you truly are and what you truly want, you're going to block it and you're going to be confused and not manifest anything or the wrong things. So I think that's important. But then stepping into that person, the person who thinks the way that person thinks, acts the way that person thinks, is taking the inspired action, is not clingy or attached. I see so many women so attached to guys with dating. I was going to ask for So attached to to everything. Like, it's so funny because I think a lot of people hear the word manifestation and they're like, woo woo. They immediately Mm -hmm. turn Mm -hmm. off. But it's scientifically proven. And I'm Mm -hmm. reading this book by Joe Dispenza, who's like a very world renowned. Is it? Do you know the book too? His, it's called you Superhuman. You went to like a retreat of his, right? I did, oh, yeah. Really? In February, yeah. Oh, actually, I think I might do his program next you too. Should. Really? It was so powerful. Yeah, well then, wow. okay, so then you already know what I'm going to say, but like stepping into the person that you want to be and literally like walking that walk, training mm. almost your body, acting as if, mm. like this. these are neural pathways in your brain that they you need to teach them how to serve you, right? Yeah. So you're you're literally like, it's like fake it till you make it is actually it's, real. It's real <laughs> yeah. because they say like, oh, don't wish for it. Like act as if it's already act yours. You if. already yeah. have it. Mm-hmm. Like when I, with my now husband, who I have three children with, I literally, when we started dating, I go, he's my boyfriend. Right? Well, you guys just met. I'm like, well, he's my boyfriend. <laughs> so Kristen's advice is just like, you know what? Actually, I claim <laughs> it. Claim it. Claim it. Yep. Amen. So should I just start being like, I don't know, pick like the celebrity I want to date? Yeah. Be like, we're, I'm going to come out on Instagram and be like, we're actually official. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis did this. No. Did you see her reel? No. She did a reel. No. I forget her husband's name, but she saw him. Was it a magazine or a movie or something? She saw him in something. She was like, that's my husband. Did she say it out loud? Like, yes, I was like to her friend. Wow. Andrew, yeah, that's literally what I do with Tyler. And out of bar, psycho. I was like, psycho. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> but and you're supposed to be very detailed, right? Like with what you want. You're like, oh, I yeah. want a husband. Yeah. You're like, have you seen Practical Magic? She's like, he's going to have one green eye, one blue eye. You, like, you, you formulate, yeah. you have to be very specific. Right. Like mm-hmm. I would, be, I'm a huge believer in, I don't know if you practice visualizing, but I will just visualize like exactly like what I'm wearing in this specific instance. See, that's what I find the biggest problem to be is I can get down with that. And I believe that if the more specific you are, the better. But like sometimes like I don't know what I want, you know, like how do you what do you say to somebody who's like, 
I, I just don't better. know exactly what is like best for me because you don't in, in AA, they actually call it like your will versus God's will. Like, do you yeah. like, like, like you're supposed to surrender your will so that God can like come up with this amazing plan for you and like mm-hmm. take you take your hands off the wheel. But then like, how do you get specific and manifest? How, if you, you don't know, know. if you yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I have so many thoughts on this. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, we're co-creating with the universe. So I'm like putting in the address. And like the universe is the Uber taking me there. Then I take my hands off the wheel. But if you don't know, this is what trips people up. They manifest something and then it doesn't work out and they think that it doesn't work or they fucked it up or whatever. And for me, I've been in like six apartments in the last year. Each one taught me something Mm -hmm. more about and each relationship. I have learned more of who I am and what I need. So it's like also we're supposed to be enjoying the journey, not so focused on the outcome. Mm. Otherwise, you're missing the whole point. It's about the experience. So so but to your point, what you just mm. said, if, even though you might have like, let's say, quote unquote, failed in these relationships mm. with houses, you're learning more and more about yourself. And really the actual the universe, you're, you don't know it yet, but you're on your way mm-hmm. to that address. You are literally in the Uber right now. You just yeah. have to trust the How process. How are you not yeah. supposed to focus on the outcome if you're supposed to manifest every detail of it, though? You know, that's what I don't get. So, okay, so I think, so start out with saying I want a man. And then for each experience, you're getting clear on more of what that man is. Okay. I I get what you're saying because it sounds like it's contradictory. Yeah. In my visualizations, which are Joe Dispenza's, I use his actually. I oh. feel like it gets your brainwaves in like such a coherent state. It I find I tend to like shift faster, but I will use that. I'll visualize exactly like you're saying mm-hmm. what I'm wearing, how it feels. I focus on feeling a lot yes. too because sometimes the specific details like yes. eye color and stuff like yeah. that. Do I feel the way yes. I want to feel with this person? I will visualize specifically and I will enjoy the visual visualization. And then I come back into my real life and I am grateful for how I have love in my life now. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for my days. I enjoy my days. So I do spend my time focused, but it's I, I'm high vibe. Whenever I'm focused on it. And then whenever I'm not, I'm focused on being high vibe and grateful for my current reality. Okay, I feel like manifestation is best friends with gratitude. Yes. Right? Because the more you're grateful for, the more positivity you attract. And same with on the other end, it's the more negative you are, the more you complain. Then all of a sudden you got a a ticket on your car or you got an accident. Like you're attracting the negative, Mm -hmm. right? One, One thing that I was taught years ago, and I don't really remember who told me this, but that you want to manifest how you're going to feel in that given situation. Mm-hmm, Maybe yeah. not like what color his hair is or like, I was going to say not how much money he has, but like uh, if, he's, if he doesn't have one. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not visualizing <laughs> that. <laughs> but like, yeah. So do you feel like you can use manifestation to kind of call in a feeling rather than Mm -hmm. an actual situation? Well, that's all that manifestation is about. It's 100% about feeling. You are trying to manifest a feeling. You think you want a house. You think you want a partner. You think you want money. You really want the feeling those things are going to give you. And so that's why when you feel those feelings now, you're magnetizing that because you're on the same frequency. Oh, and then when God gives you something that's not the money or the house or whatever, Mm -hmm. you... It, but it still could bring you that feeling. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. It, okay, so that's when you might be thrown off because yeah. you're like, but I thought it was going to be a house. Okay. Yeah. But I, I still believe in being specific and I still believe in getting what you want. I think I think the priority needs to be the feeling mm-hmm. and staying in this released energy where you're trusting it's coming in the right way at the right time or something better. Because yes. I have definitely had I, the universe. Rejection is redirection, <laughs> yes. 1,000%. And like you said, it's the feeling because like I'm attracting, I'm trying to manifest maybe it may 
come off to others like money. I want money, but it's not the money I want. It's the financial freedom I want yeah. so that I can do it whatever I want, whenever I want with my family. Exactly. That's the feeling I want, yeah. but I just need money to get there. Yeah. <laughs> you think you need money yeah. to get there. Maybe you, think, you don't. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. You need to release the yes. like, death the, grip to the money. Totally. Mm-hmm. And because, I don't know, is there, uh, is there another way to get what you want when you get the freedom? So. <laughs> Let me think no, on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, this is such a great <laughs> manifestation tip for you. Do things with your family that make you feel free and like you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So maybe go to an all-inclusive resort that's in your budget. So you mm-hmm. feel like you're, you know, I take myself to the Four Seasons because mm-hmm. I feel abundant as fuck when I'm there. the Four Seasons all-inclusive? You don't get a wristband there. Not for the freedom feeling. For me, yeah. it's for the abundant, luxurious yes. feeling. Yes. bank account feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'll get, I'll get a glass of wine with her. Have you had their seasoned almonds at the bar? No. They no. Are, Which Four Seasons do you go to? One of the Beverly Hills ones. Oh, like in LA. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just go there to the lobby, get a glass of wine, do some work, and those almonds are so good. Oh, oh my God. Well, when you think about like the Tinder swindler or like Anna, what was her name? Oh, gosh. Anna Delvey. Yes. Anna Delvey. It's like, these people were fake it to you, make yes. it. And if no one else was, they nailed it. Because they created the feeling by <laughs> yes. faking it. Yes. She was like, but I am a billionaire. Yeah. This is where I belong. People and believe everybody her. believed yes. her. This is why Donald Trump is a powerful manifester. He fully believes in everything he's doing and saying and deserving. Yes, yes. Yes. That's why they say like the Fortune 500, like the richest people yeah. in the world, like they're all sociopaths yeah. because yeah. they believe so firmly <laughs> in like everything that they say and they've convinced everybody. Well, yeah. our, we had a guest on Ella Halikis and she calls it delusional confidence. Yeah. And it's like, you have to believe in something. And we talk, I've talked about this too, like the Fortune 500 CEOs or founders and these people, they're not usually the best, mm-hmm. but they believed in what they were doing mm-hmm. like with everything they have. And it got them to where they are. Yeah, I need a little bit more of that delusional confidence. <laughs> I do feel like one of my like worst and best strengths is like my my ability to be flexible. Mm-hmm. But it, it's great because I can get along with people and I can be in a lot of situations, but I, I can be convinced easily one way or the other. Easily you know, like swayed. I don't have this... Con- unwavering single-mindedness that sometimes I think you need in order to like stay the path. Mm-hmm. You know? Are you, are you the middle child? No, I'm the, I'm, well, I'm, I'm the, the oldest girl. I'm the second oldest. Okay. There's five I, of us. I wonder if it's from being in a family more. Cause I feel like for me, when I'm just hanging out with people a lot more, I'm more that way. But then when I have a, a lot of alone time with myself, I'm more rooted in myself. So oh. I don't know if it's maybe. Yeah. I'm not alone ever, actually. Now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah. When I am, I'm just, yeah. So I want to touch on relationships real quick because similar to Aurora, you guys live slash lived with your spouses, Mm ex-boyfriends. Like, how do you work on yourself Mm -hmm. and manifest this next chapter while literally living Mm -hmm. in the past? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to process and make peace with it which is I actually might do an episode on my podcast with my ex-boyfriend because we are on wow. great terms. In fact, I brought That's a cool. guy with home with him <gasps> last week. <laughs> this I can't wrap my head around. And oh he was totally God. cool with it. We, it. Listen to this. He fist bumped him the next morning. Stop it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm like, yeah. this, was, this was the third time he actually ended up coming home with us because I'll hang out with my ex sometimes. I'm like, if I'm going to go out. like And just total friends. Around. No, yeah. zero. This isn't your ex-husband. This is the boyfriend yes. that you had since your ex-husband. Yes. Yep. That I met so I, for me, I would think that the hardest part is the acceptance. Right. The first yes. part is has to be the hardest part is like literally looking at yourself mm-hmm. in the mirror and accepting who you are, maybe your accountability and your reality. So like, what are some tips or tools? Like, how does one accept that? that instead of playing 
this happened to me oh, or yeah. a victim or I always attract fuckboys or I always, this always happens mm-hmm. to me. How do you move past that feeling? Yeah, I, I think you need to accept like, okay, this has been what happened and it sucks and this hurt and this isn't what I want, but I am actually a powerful creator of my reality and I do want different and I do want better. I had to do that a lot with my ex because I felt so shitty about myself and so unattractive because we stopped having, we stopped even sleeping in the same bedroom in like December and I just felt unwanted and I was like, it's, I had to do the work to be like, this sucked, Mm -hmm. but also I can create different. And I spent visual, a lot of time visualizing a man like so in love with me, wanting to make out with me, hold me, touch me. Like I saw it and I felt it and created that then this summer actually. Yeah. But yeah, I had to really make, I had to make peace with the fact that it didn't work out and accept that. And I think as women, we're not the greatest because we love to fix. Mm-hmm. And so I had to stop being like, and so I, I knew it in my gut. I just knew I was not going to step into who I needed to be if I stayed with him. And he was amazing. He's an amazing mm-hmm. person. I wouldn't be where I am now healing wise without him. He was your rebound. You need a rebound. <laughs> yeah. this, he's the first person you seriously dated after your after ex. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you know what I think is so powerful too is like we, if we think we're going to co-create this amazing future for ourselves, mm-hmm. we can't do that without first accepting that we also had a part in co-creating mm-hmm. the past that yep. didn't work out. So if you're not going to take responsibility for your part in things that didn't work out, mm-hmm. then you're not going to be able to step into co-creating a future that you do want. A hundred percent. Yep. And I think, I think taking responsibility for yourself, it sucks. Yeah. None of us want to admit we fucked up or that we played a part. But it is the most empowering thing you can do because that means that you can create different. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, and I think, too, what you said, which I like, is instead of dwelling on this is my current situation, this is the the unfortunate or these are the people I do attract. It's like, well, this is what I this is what I have, but this is what I do want. This yes. is the woman I want to be. Yeah. So putting out there, I think that's the hardest part. So many women are just like, I only attract fuck boys. Your guys always fuck me mm-hmm. over. And it's like, well, what do you really want? Like, what's mm-hmm. the positive? And speaking positively to yourself, I think is is huge. And the woman you want to be and step into, I love that. And I think you have to be energetically unavailable for things to stop attracting them. I personally have put my foot down in very hard ways with people in my life, I am not available for being mm-hmm. treated disrespectfully. And I have almost cut off close family members. And I feel like ever since I, the last time I put my foot down, I have not had one person be rude or disrespectful to me. Because wow. I'm just like not you available that for like, that. She doesn't look like someone to mess with. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's such a nice way to put it too. Yeah. Like I'm just not available. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm unavailable. Not, I'm unavailable. Yeah. 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 But yeah. you have to internally I'm be booked. that. Yeah. If you are still hanging out with guys that could potentially be a fuckboy or potentially be dishonest, you're still available yeah. for that. You can't be available for what you don't want in order to create and call in what you do want. I you can't be that. a match for both at the same time. Yes. Ooh, okay. Oh, that's a very Aurora thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more like you can't count your chickens before they hatch and yeah. like all the ones that Chris is like, can you shut up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, tell us about the program that you have right now and mm-hmm. what women can learn from that. Yeah. So if you if you in general want to step into your power, learn how manifestation actually works, because we touched on a lot of things, you know, living in non-attachment, non-resistance, emotional availability. Like, you know, I really go deep into what it takes to be a powerful manifester, which you need to be in your power to do that. But also for women who are excited about creating 
putting themselves out there. They want to be networking or getting brand deals or going to events. They just want to explore this more and learn how to actually make it a business. I'm here to work them through the basics of both and help them. I love that. Ooh, is this because we always get asked. I, I want to sign up. Yeah, we always get asked, like, how do you start? I think yeah. that's the hardest mm-hmm. thing. So is this an ebook? You fake it. No, yes. you fake it. <laughs> you fake it until you make it. And that's what I did. I yeah. mean, I was doing yeah. all these, you know, I was trying to learn how to pose. And I was and just. you're probably having people being like, she thinks she's an influencer. Well, and then wow. I still yeah. became yeah. one. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. The so shoots in the winter in Philly on the art museum. <laughs> well, listen, my sister oh. who shoots literally, I think it was, Nikki, what was she shooting for recently? All I remember is she's in our backyard at my parents' house. This is over Christmas. And she's shooting for this, like, Dolce Gabbana or something. Uh-huh. And she's in her backyard with, like, this fake, like, sheet hanging from the back. I mean, you still do this when you reach, yeah. like, the, you know, the when, top. When the, yeah. you reach the top. Yeah. yeah. So funny. But yeah. Okay. So where can, where can everyone find you? Where can we find these, these programs? How how can people find you? Yes. So my Instagram is Jordan Laurel. That's J-O-R-D-A-N-L-A-U-R-E-L-L-E. And my link in my bio has a link tree with all my links. I have my one-on-one coaching. The Empowered Creator is a one-on-one coaching program right now. Oh, that's Uh, cool. Yes. But I will be turning it into a course eventually. I have a course on just manifestation, but everything or my website, jordanlaurel.com. Everything is linked there wow. as well. Well, you are yeah. your testament. Your testimony is is incredible. I love just hearing your story, and I think so many women can resonate. And yeah. we're cheering you on. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so I'm so excited, excited to guys. see what's next. Yes, thanks for having me. This is such a Thank fun combo. Thank you. Yeah, it really was. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.